Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Rich Eisen. He is one of the all-time... Rich Eisen. Absolute friggin' greats. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't see no competition. With guest host Ben Lyons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Huge fan. Love your show. Listen to it every day. Thanks, brother. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons here hanging out for Rich Eisen, the Rich Eisen Show. The show rolls on, hour number two. Little NBA hot stove rumors, hearing that the Pelicans are not going to offer restricted free agent Lonzo Ball an offer sheet, meaning he'll become an unrestricted free agent. And there's rumors that Los Angeles Clippers are looking for a point guard. Interesting. Lonzo Ball returns to L.A., plays across the hallway from his old team. That'll be fun. I love NBA hot stove. Um, all right. Very excited because last uh, tonight is the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Tomorrow night is the WNBA All-Star Game. But this weekend, the All-Star Game for the Premier Lacrosse League is going down in San Jose, July 18th, PayPal Park. And we're excited now to be joined on the show by co-founder, chief marketing officer, and midfielder for the PLL, which is just the greatest Chiron the greatest title, I think, in sports today. Paul Rabel joins the show. What's up, man? I love that title. Was that workshopped? Was there a memo sent about that? <laughs> I think it's too complicated, Ben, but I appreciate it. I think, it, like, in sports, we want things as digestible as possible. So, like, wait a second. This guy co-founded the league and he's playing in it? Doesn't sound right. So, so soon, I think it'll, it'll simplify. I love it, man. I think it's such a nice flex at the end. And midfielder, because you're still out there doing work. Congratulations on the All-Star Game selection. Um, I saw a quote from you talking about the, ex- the experience this weekend up in San Jose for lacrosse fans and the, the game being held at PayPal Park. And you said it provides fans with a premium modern sports experience. What does that mean to you? Well, a lot of the reason why we built our league structure under a tour-based model is that we knew that professional lacrosse had its upside and its opportunity because the game has been around for centuries, uh, the Native American game, but it's been competed at the NCAA and youth level over the last 100 years at the highest level, continues to grow in participation. But to build a pro league from the ground up in a city-based format, you go after billionaire owners who can – open up their own stadiums and you look at the track, even in MLS as the nearest standard. And that takes a lot of time. So instead of doing that, we looked at these MLS venues, for example, that have already been built over the last decade that have a bunch of vacancy during the summer. Why don't we just launch our league and play at these sites? So 
um, that's what people come to expect uh, when they pay X amount of dollars for a professional sports event is the best in class, not only on field, but from an experiential standpoint on site. Ben Lines filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Paul Rabel joins the show. The Premier Lacrosse League All-Star Game is going down in San Jose this weekend. Do you look uh, as the chief marketing officer at elements for all the All-Star Games and try to take little bits and pieces and maybe leave others behind to make your experience different and the best it can be? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think All-Star Games, depending on the league, are becoming more and more exciting and, and in some cases most tuned in. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game, I think they do a great job. NHL experience experiments as well. Um, I think the NFL is the one with the, the, the largest challenges. They don't have an All-Star Game. They have their Pro Bowl, and it kind of falls the week before the Super Bowl, and no one wants to play in it because it's, it's so uh, injurious in a way. But um, for us, we have a sport that's so stylistic in lacrosse. It's in the middle of our season, so we have the kind of midseason standard All-Star break. But we do things like uh, like tie up with a sponsor. Uh, in this case, we're we're getting re- getting ready to announce a big one that uh, basically underwrites and sponsors all of the elements of the thing. So the ability to kind of sprinkle in action sports narrative to team sports, which you don't often see. Then we have our skills challenges where you can highlight fastest shot competitions where guys shoot the ball greater than 115 miles an hour. So speaking like universal language around what excites people and these like ridiculous feats that can be accomplished and, and bringing those to life in addition to just the run of playing a game. You've got outside the box thinking when it comes to the marketing of the sport, but as you get older and continue to play the sport at a high level, what kind of outside the box thinking do you take on in your own life when it comes to your body, your training, your mental focus? Something tells me you're not taking on just the traditional course of training like some other athletes. Yeah, it's hard. And so you learn how to adapt by force of nature and then sometimes by, um, you know, having a good trainer, like intellectual curiosity. But force by nature is a lot of times through injury. So I started getting injured a lot when I was 28, carried me through most of my early 30s. I'm 35 now, and the games are so contact-ridden that I spend most of my week just recovering. And that's different when I was first starting as a professional where you spend the week between games sharpening your skill and, and really grinding, like improving your conditioning and strength. It just changes when you're older. It takes your body longer to recover. But at the same time, you spend more time in the mental gym and, and reviewing tape and trying to be smarter off ball and, and predict the future of, of plays. And that happens when we're seeing it with Chris Paul now, who's in some cases playing his best ball even though I kind of grew up a couple of years younger than him, kind of watching him as a distributor and trying to emulate that to my own style in the lacrosse field. So it's pretty amazing when you see athletes play into their 30s and play at the highest level. Oh, are you kidding me? As someone in my 30s who had to, like, figure out a lifestyle approach just to wake up and do this show today, to sit here and talk? <laughs> and that threw a wrench in my day. I can't imagine you going across the middle. And the fact that you look at a guy like Chris Paul – for inspiration or you take something from other athletes. I love the cross like sport athlete respect that you guys all share. And and who are some other ones sort of out there in other sports that you try to take from them and bring it into your actual lacrosse game? Well, I'll call out one in, in Tom Brady. So everyone talks about Tom and his skill and, and the position specific to, to quarterback too, is a little bit different. Um, However, Tom's kids play lacrosse. They watch the PLL. I've gotten to build a relationship with him over the last couple of years, and, and he's constantly reminding me of 
you know, strip the commercial uh, TB12 brand, but like the applications that he has there. And he's able to, I even listened to his interview on the shop um, a couple of weeks ago. He's able to really simplify it and to a degree almost calls it easy if you just stick with, you know, the fundamentals of pliability and, and nutrition and hydration. Um, and I think those are things we take for granted. I tell young kids now, and that are athletes it's a lot like being a race car if you have this incredible uh lamborghini or mercedes that's built for the f1 track and you're putting a bunch of regular fuel in it you're not going to experience the damages you're doing to the car until a decade later or maybe shorter so you can still drive that thing as fast as possible but if you're going to play the long game be a professional athlete you've got to do the premium fuel early or your body will break down and i think we see that with a lot of athletes no way to track it right, uh, to what they were doing as amateurs. But when they start breaking down in their early 20s and, and even late 20s, you start to wonder. So uh, if you want to be a professional athlete, you've got to treat your body as a race car early and often and, and keep that regular fuel out of the tank. Paul Rabel joins the show, the co-founder, chief marketing officer, and a midfielder in the Premier Lacrosse League. They're celebrating their all-star festivities this weekend up in San Jose. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen. You can follow Paul on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, at Paul Rabel. Um, but I do want to talk to you about giving out game balls. Yeah. That, that's yep. an intense moment, bro. <laughs> that's an intense yeah, moment uh, in that locker room for the players and for me watching it on your Instagram. <laughs> I mean, it's an intense moment. It's also one of the best moments because you're giving game balls out after wins. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think I think you're referring to that video I posted on my Instagram where I was in spandex and a catapult bra. And uh, at first, I was worried on uploading that people were going to dig for posting a video on my spandex, but people were really confused by the sports bra. And that's a tracking device, and we double it as a microphone device for our NBC uh, partner in, uh, in distribution. We have microphones all over the field, and some of them are hot, too, which is exciting and different in team sports, uh, to your call out earlier around innovation on the broadcast. But, uh, but, yeah, I gave out three game balls in week one. We won. Uh, we gave out some game balls uh, this past weekend when we won in Minnesota. Uh, haven't uploaded that video. Probably won't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but those are the best moments, man, when you're in the locker room with the boys and uh, just experience the hard, hard, far win. No, I think that post laid the foundation because then two posts later when we see you um, chopping it up with Seth Myers and you have no socks on, I'm like, okay, this makes sense now. He's the guy who wore the <laughs> outfit from two posts ago. So I get it. How much fun do you have doing all this stuff to raise the Q score and get the game out there? And you're on NBC playing lax with Seth Myers, who you probably grew up watching on Saturday Night Live. It's, you got to have these moments where you're like, man, all the stuff on the field, I know it's taking a toll on my body right now, and I love it, but this stuff's kind of fun too. I mean, it's, it's a good reminder to, to take a moment and, uh, and remind myself that what we're doing is a lot of fun. I mean, if you would have told me, a decade ago or more that I would still be playing professional lacrosse, but then you add on the fact that I would, uh, you know, recreate and co-build a premier lacrosse league with my brother, Mike, and have the resources that we have and the investors that we have to try to change an industry, man. Like, I, uh, I just would never have believed it. So the, I think that the double-edged sword in life, and, and I know you grind Ben is like, we have this attention to detail and this focus on every moment, every day that when good things happen or 
how I, I never would have dreamed I'd be on late night with Seth Myers. Like, you turn the page the next day because I have a game the following week and I'm focused on rehabbing my hamstring and can't really enjoy it. So uh, these moments of recall are, are the times where I do. So um, maybe, a, maybe a lesson for myself to, to, to take it easy a little bit. Well, I enjoy seeing you pop up and your Q score go through the roof because I know you're, you put in so much work and dedication not only to your actual craft but to the promotion of the game you love so much. And I think often of other athletes having to take that on in addition to just going out there and competing and trying to, to keep up with the, the next generation of players. It's really tremendous what you're doing. I saw a post on your Instagram where you were promoting, uh, I think, the schedule release, and you had to sh- shoot it to, like, the top corner. And it was just a subtle reminder that, hey, I'm not out here just, like, selling you guys this thing. I really do this. And I was just blown away by that. Um, talk to me about just on like an X's and O's of lacrosse, the skill set from the next generation of players that you're going up against and how it's maybe changed from when you started out in your career. I mean, the, just the schemes alone with the coaches in a PLL have evolved so much that they're much different than what I grew up in in college. So I, I feel like I'm the new learner, even with our, our coach right now on the offensive end with these new hybrid offenses that have propped up because the game's popularized so much since I began playing that the skill levels increase. So better athletes, they're playing uh, longer and smarter at an earlier age. So the skills higher uh, and with better athletes and better skill, you can try new schemes. So that's the natural progression that we see in pro sports, whether it's a logo shot in the NBA um, or, you know, different slot receivers taking on new roles in the NFL or a quarterback playing when he's 43 years old. Like, that stuff happens through natural evolution, and, uh, and we're seeing that in lacrosse. My job on the operating side and on the marketing side is to take a sport like lacrosse, which is much like hockey, where the skill is so intricate, it happens so fast in a small area, that to a non-lacrosse or non-hockey fan, you almost take it for granted. And so what you have to do is on the broadcast with our partner at NBC through social media and our producers and editors on the ground that have these unique slow-mo angles is bring those to the forefront of the viewing experience so people can see not only the physicality of this sport, like these guys are cradling and getting hit with titanium sticks across their bare arms that leave bruises for weeks. They're able to tuck the stick and cradle it against that contact, dive across a crease, throw a fake in the air and shoot it short side past the goalie, that type of stuff, like, it's not going to get picked up on a three-camera broadcast. So if we do more of that, then you can create more exceptionalism around a game that's still fairly new to the casual sports fan. See, that's what I want to see in 8K, what you just described, not some Phoenix Suns fan who's, like, peaking as the fourth quarter is starting. (laughs) Are you talking about the guy who was throwing those haymakers? Like, I, I was down with seeing that in AK. No, that uh, guy. Yeah, no, that, that guy's a whole <laughs> other thing. And the, the fact there's an action figure of that guy and there isn't one of you is just ridiculous. Um, but just just the, uh, the, like you said, the camera placement to see the incredible athleticism that's on display. But you make the ca- the comparison to hockey and and it's not just in, in that, but it's also the experience of going to the game. Like, I'm not a, a diehard hockey fan, but you give me some good tickets to go see the Rangers. Like, I will have an awesome Friday night. So, I love going to that. I'm looking at your schedule here. I'm looking at those Salt Lake dates. You know, my wife's from – her family's from just outside Salt Lake. So, you've got the quarterfinals, I think, 
coming up in Utah. I might yeah. have to make my first PLL, ex, uh, uh, you know, experience and get that under my belt. No doubt. I mean, if we can get you to Utah, I'd love to host you. We, uh, oh, I think about, I mean, I, I try to think about every square inch in pro sports, the things that are great. Like you mentioned going to a Rangers game at MSG or what I think the best ticket in pro sports for the last decade has been courtside at an NBA game because your feet are literally on the wood floor. And it's a dynamic experience seeing the same size court that we all played on in high school when we were 5'10 and 6' occupied by 6'10 guys, um, and you're right next to them. And so it creates this larger-than-life experience. So we bring, you know, uh, field side seats to our game, uh, all-star game this weekend, as you mentioned, at PayPal Park in San Jose. They have field suites. And so creating, like, not only a great in-game experience for fans, but getting them as close to the action as possible so they can feel the contact and feel the size of the athletes. Uh, one other thing I'll share is, like, even designing about design, the jerseys that our players wear are more – uh, resembling a, a Euro cut of an EPL or La Liga uh, footballer where they don't have this like big baggy uh, nature that lacrosse players used to have. So you can see the tone of these athletes. You see their size better. So attention to detail and design and cut of jersey to the fan experience or the way that we're distributing and capturing the game for broadcast, all that matters so much. And that's how we're growing the game really fast. Promise me you'll leave out this one element of my fan experience, despite being a Knicks fan my entire life, and they're 20 games under 500. I still feel compelled to spend $800 to sit in the upper deck. Can we not do that anymore? Can we get that out of the game? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we, we can promise that there's not an $800 nosebleed ticket. Uh, one of the better offerings that you get in professional sports is going to a PLL game um, on a price per uh, price per square foot, I guess, or closeness to, to the action as possible. Yeah, I tell people I get the uh, Spike Lee seats, but they don't know it's the NYU Film School Spike Lee seats. It's not where he's sitting there as the go. president of the can jury or whatever. Um, the All-Star Weekend, this this weekend, the All-Star Game, it's going down in San uh, Jose. Paul Rabel, the co-founder, CMO, and midfielder for the PLL, joins the show. We appreciate you taking some time, man. Have fun up there and ball out. Yeah, I appreciate you having me as always. Good to hear from you and um, and and continue to watch us on NBC. And I got to get out to Utah. I'm not just saying that for radio, man. I was looking at the dates. I got so excited because people who might not be familiar, you guys are kind of not, not a traveling circus, but you pop up in a city near you and you're on the go. And I was like, yeah. ah, Utah, that makes sense. I might do that. So we'll, we'll be no in doubt. touch. I mean, we, we hosted our bubble in Utah uh, in 2020, and it was incredible. Um, so beautiful weather. Uh, scenic and uh, and that'll that game will those games will kick off playoffs so they'll be super intense. Good stuff. I'll give Let you a know. shout, man. I definitely will. Paul Rabel, thanks so much for for joining the show. Have fun this weekend. Appreciate you, Ben. Paul Rabel from the PLL. Think about that. He founded the league. He's now the mark the CMO. He's not just a, an ambassador. He's their chief marketing officer, and he's in the All Star game at 35 years young. That dude is a beast, a friend of the show, and I'm very excited for the professional um, lacrosse scene to really get a boost of energy as he continues to do his thing. Check out at PLL on Twitter. Coming up next, the only Washington football, Boston Celtics, Pittsburgh Penguins fan I know. He joins the show next. It's Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show.
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ben Lyons here on the Rich Eisen Show. The show rolls on on a Tuesday. Appreciate you rocking out with us. I'll be here all week. And then next week as well, we return to Peacock with Brockman and Del Tufo and the whole gang. TJ, it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to hanging out with the boys next week. Looking forward to game four of the NBA Finals tomorrow night. Weird schedule. Jared Greenberg from NBA TV yesterday was talking about how The entire NBA community covering the finals and the two teams will essentially be spending eight days in Milwaukee in the middle of uh, July, which sounds like the name of a strange novel. But eight days in Milwaukee in the middle of July. That's like three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Maybe maybe we'll win an Oscar. Um, But this rest, this weird schedule, this two two days off between games, I think really benefits both teams um, in a weird way and uh, not one team more than the other. You got to think Giannis with the hyper extension uh, about 10 days ago or so, he's definitely going to be taking advantage of that extra day of rest and treatment. And then, uh, and then on the other side for the Phoenix suns, you know, having Chris Paul get that extra day, uh, I, I think is big at 36 had been banged up throughout this postseason. So uh, I think both teams are going to benefit from, from the day of rest. I think, Devin Booker is going to have a much bigger game four. I don't think he'll struggle again from the field. I think he'll be more aggressive at the start of the game. I think he'll get to the free throw line. And I expect the Phoenix Suns to win a tough, tight game. We haven't seen one of those this series. Uh, I feel like the first few games have been both teams kind of just feeling feeling each other out. 
But now that things are going to start to get chippy, now you're going to see the intensity level raise up. I think Phoenix is, is going to be skilled enough to do this and get a tight one on the road in game four and then finish things up in the Valley on, uh, on Saturday night and get this done in five. DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton has to, has to stay out of foul trouble. That's key. We, we understand that now. And the others for Phoenix just got to give you something. Mikael Bridges can't go from 27 in game two to then four in game three. Reliability, consistency, can we count on you? Um, those are the things uh, that, that are needed in order to achieve great things. Anybody can do it once. Anybody can bake a cake and follow the instructions and make something delicious. But can you do it the next night? Can you bake brownies? Can you bake a pie? What happens when you're cooking not in your kitchen? Can you still be a great baker? Can you still bake a great cake? That's what makes somebody great. So Giannis, two two 40-point games back-to-back, incredible. But can you do it again? Can you do it in game four? Because that's what that's what uh, Milwaukee's going to need if they want to get it done. They're going to need another historic all-time performance from Giannis. I don't see a world where, where Milwaukee gets the win, Middleton goes for 30, Giannis gives you 22 and 11, and Drew Holiday has 26. Like, that's not going to happen. Giannis has to go for 40. They have to get 20 and 20 from Middleton and Holiday. And they have to hold the Phoenix others. That's that's the blueprint there. Uh, we're moments away from getting Peter Rosenberg. I know Raiders uh, board op art is trying to track down our friend Peter from Hot 97 and ESPN in New York. Plus, we're going to check in a little bit later on in the show with Scott Feinberg, who's out at the Cannes Film Festival covering it for The Hollywood Reporter. Does a wonderful job with his awards podcast. Uh, he runs it all year long, keeping track of the awards, uh, you know, races in Hollywood, which kick off. Already, Oscar season has kicked off here in July because the Cannes Film Festival is underway in France. So we'll check in with Scott. Plus, we've got uh, Dominique Foxworth calling in uh, to close out the show. We'll talk a little NFL, which teams are pretenders, serious contenders, and see if he agrees with me that the NFC West is the best division in all of football. But I want to get back to the Major League Baseball All-Star game. Here's what uh, Pete Alonso said after the game about his performance out in Denver. I think I'm the best power hitter on the, on the planet and uh, being able to showcase, be able to showcase that and uh, really put on a fun display for, for fans. I just think that um, it's, it's truly a, truly a, a dream come true for me because when I was younger, my parents actually let me uh, stay up past my bedtime to watch this. Um, hi guys. Thank you. <laughs> um, but they, um, yeah, so that was one of the few nights of the year where I actually got to stay up past my bedtime and watch and just watch um, absolutely incredible feats that uh, you just don't see in a, in a regular baseball game. And to be able to participate is, it's a dream come true. And to be able to do it back to back, this is really special for me. You know, Major League Baseball has gotten a lot of heat because a lot of their big names have bowed out of the All-Star game. I'm a Dodger fan. Mookie Betts said, ah, he's not going to play this year. And you see some of the Astros sitting out. and But the flip side, you guys got, you got guys like Alonzo who's buying in. He was fired up to be there. He was excited to be a part of this. It meant something to him. He won back-to-backs, and something tells me he's going to do it again next year. Uh, so you love to see that if you're baseball. It's something we as fans struggle with often with our favorite athletes is that for whatever reason, we're naive in thinking that we care about the games more than they do. They've dedicated their lives. They've spent time in the gym. They've sacrificed. They've put everything into this. 
clearly uh, they're paid handsomely for their efforts. So getting uh, a nice check after you get blown out by 20 probably eases the pain, I would imagine. However, um, we want to see it as fans, and I think we're entitled to that. When we pay big money for tickets, when we buy jerseys, when we give our time, our presence is our presence as fans. Our presence is our currency. The fact that we're going to get a babysitter, get in the car, drive down to the stadium, grab some beers, make a night of it, put our emotions into it. That's giving of ourselves to fan. All As a fan, all we ask for in return is, to, is for these players to at least appear to care about it as much as we do. Um, and, and you love to see that from Alonso last night. I do disagree with him, however, when he says he's the best power hitter in the game. I don't care that he's had over 100 home runs in his career in the uh, home run derbies and he's a back-to-back champ. That's all fun and, and great. But I don't think Nate Robinson's the best dunker in the NBA because he won three dunk contests for the Knicks. I don't think that, you know, Mike Connolly was the best three-point shooter because he won the three-point contest of the horse competition. Excuse me, Mike Connolly won the NBA quarantine horse competition. Does that make him the best shot maker in all of the NBA? Of course not. It's great to see him out there do it on a stage like that. Uh, it's great for him, too, to also engage the crowd after the disappointing showing of Otani last night. Everybody was tuned in to watch uh, Otani do his thing, and, and when he left in the first round, it kind of reminded me like a golf tournament when Tiger doesn't make the cut. Or if you've ever had the privilege of being in the gallery to watch Tiger, when he hits a shot, it's like M- Moses parting the sea. Like the... <laughs> The, the the amount of 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 energy that that leaves the scene after he hits a shot is palpable and then the other guy in the pairing is like uh remember me uh i'm over here hitting my ball too so that was that was uh Pete Alonso last night as fans were were heading for the exits when Otani was eliminated or going to the bathroom or grabbing a beer there's just kind of some juice that went out of the stadium Alonso stepped up and Hit some bombs and and, and made it uh, made it a, a show again. So good for him. I think I'm the best power hitter on the on the planet. But he took it a little too far. That's okay. He's living in the moment. He kept saying that last night. And and I understand that you have to have that irrational confidence as a professional athlete in order to perform. If you ask Dion Waiters if he's as good as Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, he'll say yes because he practiced against them in Oklahoma all those years. You have to have that irrational confidence in order to excel, to elevate yourself, your game. So I get that. Um, he's a prisoner of the moment, though. He's not the best power hitter in the game, and his stats uh, in the regular season will attest. I did like seeing uh, Otani show out to an extent. He had kind of struggled out of the gate. There's obviously a lot they can do as Major League Baseball with the, that event. I'd like to see more innovative camera work. Can we get something from behind home plate? Can we get something a little little up above the catcher that we might not normally see in a major league game because it could interfere with a foul ball? Like, let, let's put some cameras in places where we've never seen them before. Let's take advantage of that. I don't think they did a good job with the camera work last night just from a technical point of view. But it's easy to sit here and just pick apart what they did wrong, what you'd like to see more of. And instead, I wanted to take some time today. This is Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show, trying to track down Peter Rosenberg momentarily. Perhaps we'll get him in the next segment. But I wanted to spend today kind of celebrating what baseball can lean into and what makes baseball great in 2021. First of all, the atmosphere. To see those pine trees out in center field at Coors Field, that was so unique on television. 
the field dimensions in every park are different. And that's unique to baseball. You go to a football stadium, it looks like a spaceship, 100-yard field. You go to a basketball game, it looks like a shopping mall, 94 feet on the court. You go to a soccer game, 90 feet, whatever it is, the pitch. Hockey, a hockey rink, it's cold. I, sh- I left my jacket in the car. That was a bad decision. So every kind of like the dimensions for every field or court in any other sport except for golf are the same. And golf always leans into the golf course. The golf course becomes part of the story, the history, certain holes, the layout, the weather. And baseball's got that. So last night, I love when sporting events on television go from day to night. Feels epic. Feels like I'm watching a battle on the beaches of Normandy. It's just, it's like watching a gladiator compete as the sun's setting over Rome and death is in the air. When the Super Bowl is in the West Coast outside or the national championship game is on the West Coast outside, starts when the shadows are getting long and ends in the black of night. I love that. Feels epic. Also something that baseball can lean into where it has an advantage over other sports Frequency, you got a game every day, all summer long. The NFL, once a week, bye week, short week. They played Thursday. They don't play again until the next following Sunday. Baseball, you got games every single night. Team got blown out last night. You don't have to carry it around work for a week. Hey, guess what? They got another game tonight. College football is only like 11 games now, and three of them, if you're Nick Saban, are against junior varsity high school teams. The WNBA season is way too short. I understand these women have to go get a bag overseas, but May to October with a shutdown with the Olympics, they only play something like 40 games. It's not enough for me. Even the NBA, they play 82 in the regular season pre-COVID, but you don't know if your favorite guys are going to go. If I gave, if I said, I'll bet you $100 Anthony Davis plays 72 games next year, would you feel confident in that bet? Probably not. But baseball... Your favorite players are playing 150 nights a year, 145 nights a year. Just the frequency of it uh, alone in an an era of content of feeding the beast. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Twitch. I'm leaving out 10 I've never heard of because I'm washed. But the people who succeed on those platforms are the ones who constantly feed the beast. Baseball is giving us content every single night. And then a third place where baseball wins, and you saw elements of it last night, was nostalgia. Tapping into the rich history of the game. The iconic moments in players who have defined baseball for generations past. Clinton Yates was on the show earlier. He talked about this. In order to truly connect with baseball as a young person, You have to be afforded a lot of privilege, and I understand that in the year 2021. You have to have somebody who's older and trustworthy in your life explain to you the rules, take you to the ballpark, teach you the game. It's so nuanced. I know it comes down to see ball, hit ball, but there's so many rules and so many quirks and little things. It takes a strong family unit to engage a young person and support them in a passion for baseball. They have to have access to go out and play the game. You know, I I joke, and I I was lucky growing up just to be able to play baseball, but we played underneath the 59th Street Bridge in Manhattan where it was a ground rule double when debris fell off the bridge. Little plastic vials all around the outfield. They weren't action figures. You grow up quick playing Little League Baseball in the heart of New York City. But I know that I'm privileged, and I came from a family that afforded me the opportunity to go explore my passions and what I was interested in, and that was what what I'm very grateful for. 
older as I get older in my life that I have great memories playing the game of baseball. Not every young person is able to do that. You need the equipment. You need the cleats. You need the glove. You need the batting glove. You need the the glove. You need the the, the bat. You need all of it. So uh, I understand that it takes a lot to get a young person hooked on the game. And last night is baseball's olive branch to the young generation to do that. Giving Alonzo a big iced out chain when he wins the tournament. Having, uh, you know, players from the past so a young person could say, hey, dad, who's that giving out the trophy? Hey, mom, who's that? Let's well, Ken Griffey Jr. Let me tell you, let me sit you down and tell you about the kid. And Ken Griffey Sr., his, he played with his dad. And it's that passing of the baton from generation to generation that's very special in baseball. And I, I feel like so much the conversation is focused on how to, what's next? What's the next generation? Who are the new stars? The new stars aren't stars. They're talent. Cody Bellinger, happy birthday, by the way, Cody Bellinger. Um, you know, guys like Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Tatis, I think they're talent. I don't know yet if they're stars. I don't know if I'm captivated. I don't know if I'm emotionally connected to their wins and losses the way I am with athletes who I consider stars in other sports. But a celebration of the game that continues tonight the All-Star Game, traditionally the Midsummer Classic, uh, a highlight of the sports calendar. Kind of feels like an afterthought in a lot of ways. So much going on right now in the world and, and with the NBA Finals and, and uh, NFL season is around the corner. I don't know if young people are really captivated by with what's going to happen tonight in Denver, but hopefully Otani can do something memorable and that will add to his legend and his legacy and he'll have an all-star moment that goes right up there with some of the great ones from the history of this game. So I will be watching tonight, um, but I, I will be watching with tempered expectations. I, I want to see an organic, iconic moment. I don't want to see something manufactured uh, and, and I want the real thing. All right, we're going to track down Peter Rosenberg next. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen on The Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Put in for Rich, and right now we're joined by the only Washington football team, Pittsburgh Penguins, Boston Celtics, Maryland Terrapins fan on the planet. It's Peter Rosenberg. How are you, man? How did that happen? Do you think, do you think I am literally the only? I guess you're probably right. One thousand percent. I I definitely think you're the only Penguins, Celtics, formerly Redskins, and Terps fan on the planet. You know what? If you're not. You're probably not wrong. By the way, you would have enjoyed yesterday. I can't even explain how it all happened, but you would have enjoyed yesterday that on our show, I, I, I found I found some old jerseys that I had in storage, and I basically told people, "Here's the time frame in which I got these jerseys. If you can guess all four players, I will give you all four authentic jerseys." And it was an impossible task that you would have really enjoyed. Well, I feel like I might have had a puncher's chance because you could have thrown out a reference like, you know, PD Crack wore this in this video. And you're like, oh, that's a Joe Namath. You know, like, <laughs> we forget you and I are of the age where the guys' throwback jerseys were like a huge fashion thing. But I always would love the deep cuts that guys would, would pick for yeah. their jerseys. Well, that's the thing. These were deep cuts, but they... This is when people were wearing, do you remember, in, in pre-throwback, it's when the deep cuts were of current players, but deep cuts. Well, see, this is where you and I are kindred spirits, because I knew that the NBA back in the early 2000s didn't offer a wide selection of players, but you could Trojan horse it by making a custom jersey with the number and the player. So I have a Bonzi Wells in Portland. I've got a Chris Childs Ooh. with my Knicks, because you couldn't go and get that at Models in New York. You had to go make it yourself. See, the things exactly. we fought for, we had to go to Canal Street to get DJ Clue tapes, Rosenberg. We had to fight for our music. That's right. It was a different time. It was a very, very different time. And now these kids get real late, your new album on their phone. They get it on their TikTok. They get it on live stream. They get it everywhere across all platforms, wherever you consume music. The, the album is out. It's available. A real labor of love. How long was this thing in the work? Talk to in the works. Talk to me from conception to execution to distribution. It wasn't actually that. You know, the actual process of once I got started um, to when it was done was not that bad. It was basically like it was kind of like September one to May one was basically the whole from the first time I sent out instrument you know instrumentals to artists to get verses started to having it all sort of back in and, and put together and the cover art done. Yeah. Like eight months, something like that. It, it was not in a lot of ways. It was a labor of love. Of course, that goes back years and years and years, but this actual project came together, you know, in not that much more than a half a year. See in hip hop, people get it done. Yeah. It might be real late. Yeah. The concert says it starts at 10. They probably don't go on until 1130, but they get it done. Hollywood time at six year process. Uh, no, that, that's a that's a great point. No, it was not like making a movie. We we got this thing done for sure, and then got it turned around. My girlfriend took the picture for the cover art, which turned out beautifully. I love it, and 
now real late is streaming everywhere. And it's a pretty, if I do say so myself, a pretty, pretty solid body of work. Absolutely. And it plays really well out here on the West Coast when you roll the windows down and the palm trees are out. So I, I implore I feel every- I can't wait to do that. Yes. I can't wait to do that. Uh, ben Lyons here filling in for Rich Eisen. Peter Rosenberg joins the show. Peter, one of those people in my life who lives a 27-hour day. The rest of us confined to 24. And in those extra three hours, he somehow dedicates them once a week to his Washington football team, who Rich Eisen thinks is a real Super Bowl contender. Do you have those expectations for the Washington football team? Oh, is it, this is why Rich is on vacation. He needed some rest. Did he bump his head? <laughs> He's on a boat with Magic Johnson and LL Cool J, I think, taking uh, photos of grilled fish in uh, Portofino or whatever. Well, okay, well, make sure he sleeps for some time during that, too, because it sounds like he needs some rest. Um, I, I love that Rich feels that way. I think that here, – here's the thing. I don't see how anyone in good conscience could say that uh, a team that's quarterbacked by Ryan Fitzpatrick – that you know what you're going to get from that team. I, I don't think that's possible. So while we are, we're really good on defense. I mean, everyone knows how special they are up front and then they'll get back a healthy landing Collins next year and they'll be defensively. I, I have no doubt they will be a top five defense in football that I have no doubt about, but what does that offense look like? I, I I'm not, you know, they went out and they got Samuel from Car- from Carolina um, they've added some pieces there, but the quarterback's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I love the guy. Everyone knows he's incredibly appealing and interesting and charismatic, and you want to watch him because you don't know what you're going to get. But that you don't know what you're going to get part is why I can't really say I know much more than I think they'll be a competitive football team. Peter, I fondly remember going to Yankees games with my father who was decked out in Red Sox gear and having entire subway cars chanting, Lion sucks. Lion sucks on our way to 161st Street in the Bronx. As a Washington football fan living in New York on morning radio, afternoon radio, as a Boston Celtics fan living in New York, do people in the streets let you know what time it is? No, no. I, I have New I have, York's gone I soft. I got New York is with the exception of the bleacher creatures, like I, w- I wouldn't go sit in the bleachers wearing a Red Sox jersey, okay? I, I would not do that. But short of that, New York's not like that low-class a town with how they treat the out-of-town fans. Like, it's not Philly, you know? Philly is a beast. I once got destroyed and attacked, like verbally attacked, because I was the, the dumb kid who wore a Celtics thing to a Sixers game that the Celtics weren't even playing in. I was that guy. I was young, though. And, and they let you know the second you touch down in Philly where you are. I got to tell you, Ben, I don't think New York is that sort of over the top about being mad at fans, particularly Washington football fans. I mean, we haven't won a ring in 30 years. See, you keep it same sport when you wear the other jersey for, you know, from your team to a game where they're not playing. My dad and I go to the Nick game, and he's like, hold on one second. Let me go get my Red Sox jacket. I need to let everyone in the building know what time it is. Okay, so, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> and, I need to sum- and I need to somehow get my way down to Spike and let him see that I'm Red Sox out at the Nick game. That's, that's, that's the father that I grew up with. So I, I appreciate the out-of-town fandom thing. And you can do it a lot easier now when you're kids growing up. How, how did you watch Boston Celtics games growing up in Maryland? You, you did? Yeah. You, you hope I they're was, on TNT. I, I, 
I was obsessed with Larry Bird, and I every time that they popped up on national TV, which you, would usually be a Sunday, and at that stage in, in Larry's career was towards the end, we weren't particularly good and on TV a bunch. So, like, you know, you'd hope they'd make the playoffs and you get to watch all the playoff games on TV. But besides that, I was watching Bullets games um, on WDCA Channel 20, and I would just watch the, or the Bullets games and look forward to them playing the Celtics a couple times a year. But, oh, yeah, it was a completely different experience. It was reading the newspaper to see what the teams did. And, yeah, it wasn't even, not even like SportsCenter was a thing. Always, so, love a, always love a good Bullets reference. Shouts out to Michael Adams, who would go tw- twice around the back, which I always thought was kind of slick. Michael um, Adams was a very underrated player. He would be the best Knicks point guard of the last 20 seasons if they had Michael Adams. Um, <laughs> and yet no one talks about him. And, which is speaking That's of the Knicks, Rosenberg, I can't let you go without talking a little NBA Finals. Uh, which ex-Nick would you rather see win a title, Langston Galloway or Bobby Portis? Oh, I can honestly say I've said, spent no time thinking about that. Well, now that you have a moment to have it sort of sit in, what do you think it would mean for the Knicks if they saw Langston Galloway, who was undrafted, I think has his jersey hanging in Westchester as the greatest player in the Westchester Knicks, to see him get an NBA title? I can honestly say I don't think the average Knicks fan besides Ben Lyons would care. But um, it is yet another sad reminder of the state of your franchise, but a state that is now slightly better than it was before. No, I just um, got a no, I just got a notification that they're in the trade conversations for Ben Simmons. So, no, it's not. Um Peter, I appreciate you taking some time. The album Real Late available now. You catch you everywhere. Uh best of luck to your Washington football team, dude. Hey, I appreciate you, Ben. Thanks for having me, buddy. The great Peter Rosenberg joins the show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen. Yes, an ex-Nick will win an NBA championship in the next 10 days. The streak continue, continues. Do you know that there's been an ex-Nick in the NBA Finals every single year of the NBA Finals since they began? Ex-Nicks stay in the NBA Finals. Ugh. All right, coming up next, I think we're going to try and track down my buddy Scott Feinberg. He covers film for The Hollywood Reporter. He's over uh, across the pond at the Cannes Film Festival. I want to hear about the new Wes Anderson film. Talk about Spike over there at Cannes. We'll track down Scott next. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich Eisen. This is The Rich Eisen Show.